What's going on, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of Triggered. This is Triggered episode number 209. We're here on Thursday, August 20th. And before we jump into the show, we have a very important message from the Trump campaign, who we've partnered with. Obviously, you know we here at Triggered are in full support of the president's re-election, and we'll be working hard for it over the next 75 days. And the Trump campaign has a special offer just for you. President Trump really wants to give you a Sign 2020 Make America Great Again hat. He wants to make sure the lucky winner is one of his top supporters, so be sure to enter soon because this is an opportunity you don't want to miss. This offer is only going to a select group of supporters, and you're one of them. All you have to do is text TRIGGERED to 88022 today for your chance to win a signed 2020 Make America Great Again hat and own a piece of history. Again, that's TRIGGERED, T-R-I-G-G-E-R-E-D, to 88022 to enter to win this contest and join President Trump in the fight to keep America great for four more years. This message was paid for by Donald J. Trump for President Incorporated. So, all right, before we get to the DNC shit show. Welcome back. Uh, oh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, welcome back. <laughs> this is pod person storm, by the way. Oh, yeah. This- I have created my own pod person. <laughs> yeah, pod person storm. Yeah. You're in full effect. Uh, let's let's talk about law and order first here because we have some significant developments in the Durham investigation. The FBI lawyer indicted by Durham officially pled guilty. Kevin Kleinsmith, who played Ooh. a key role in the FISA applications and such, I'm sure you've heard about it by now, uh, made false statements. He's guilty of changing information in a CIA email, a fabrication of evidence in order to obtain a FISA warrant to spy on former Trump campaign official Carter Page. So there we go. We got our first scalp of the Durham investigation with hopefully many more to come. Um, And this was the email that said the CIA was telling the FBI that Carter Page is an asset of ours and he's been working with us for years. mm -hmm. There's no way that this is true. But he, he doctored it. He's going uh, – I think he faces up to six months uh, behind bars, which is not enough time. Yeah. Given yeah. what has happened here. But, but you take what you get, right? But um, it's interesting enough that before this happened, yeah. Barr was on Hannity the night before, and he said there's going to be a significant development. Yeah. However, it's not earth-shattering. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So that might yeah. mean that there's potentially more out there. I mean yep. the Durham investigation has been very leak-free, which is surprising. Yeah. So that's interesting. Um, on the other law and order front, Operation Legend, which we've talked about quite a bit, has uh, taken dozens of killers off the streets and tracked down thousands of fugitives. Speaking from Kansas City on Wednesday afternoon, Attorney General Bill Barr gave an update on Operation Legend. He said, so far, federal and state task forces involved in Operation Legend have made almost 1,500 arrests. Many of those are for violent state crimes, including 90 homicides just like Legend's murderer, and they caught that son of a bitch as well. Good. And uh, Barr went on to say there's more than 90 suspected killers who might still be on the streets without Operation Legend, and uh, the operation is just getting started, he says. So that's good. That's very good. I mean, you know, the federal government's got to do something to yeah. tamp down this crime because oh, the local the local Democrat politicians don't give a shit. No, they don't. They're, they're, they're too busy figuring out ways to gut their police departments. Mm-hmm. So. 
Yeah, let's let's talk about the DNC because yeah. I was blessed enough to not have to watch the first uh, what two or three nights. Well, yeah, you're lucky because I'm on the verge of becoming a cocaine addict uh, to, get, to, to get to get through all this nonsense. Yeah, it seems like uh, it's made many people suicidal to have to watch this garbage. Yeah. But here we are. So let's talk about Hillary last night because yeah. of course she just uh, replayed the greatest hits of the Russian collusion hoax. Yeah. And she claimed that Trump again will, quote, sneak or steal the election and that a, quote, foreign adversary may choose the president. Of course, she also went on to say, well, I won the popular vote by three million votes. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. She also endorsed Black Lives Matter, of course, which is a Marxist organization. She just couldn't resist giving the nation the, quote, I told you so speech that she's had bottled up since November of 2016 when she cowered in her hotel room on election night and didn't even have the guts to give a concession. Yep. You know, that's the past, though. We're moving on here. We're going to win this election. Also last night, uh, former President Obama. Yep. Who... Really loves to hear himself speak. Oh, my God. He is just... The professor was in. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Take your seats. And, you know, he said basically Trump has single-handedly destroyed the democracy, blah, blah, blah. He has no interest in finding common ground. Well, you know, that sounds an awful lot like how he ruled as president as well. right. Talk about divisive. Yeah. Obama was the original divisive president. Yeah. Trump is a byproduct of Obama Biden. And Trump's been saying that the past few days and I think it's a really a really important point. Yeah. If they had done a good job I and if they here. weren't divisive, I wouldn't be here. He wouldn't be here. Yeah. He's like I had a much better life before. Yeah. Got to be honest, yeah. you know. Why would I give all this up for this? Yeah, you it's know, true. It's true. Yeah, he didn't need to do that, but It's true. You know, it, it, it's funny when he talked about how the Trump White House and the Republicans have uh, primed our institutions to, you know, uh, in, in a position of vulnerability in terms of, you know, desecrating them and whatnot, when he spied on the campaign. Mm-hmm. He spied on Trump. He seized phone records from AP reporters. He attacked James Rosen mm-hmm. for a media leak. So, you know, the whole bit about the free press and all that, folks, I mean, you can just you can just absolutely just throw that out in the garbage. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely ridiculous. Oh, and the IRS scandal. The IRS scandal. He reportedly weaponized the IRS to go after conservative groups filing for 501c3 status. So, you know what? Oh, yeah. This I mean, whole talk about institutions being under attack, he is the originator of it. He's the OG attacker. The guy's shameless. <laughs> I think we all knew that, but... Well, yeah, I mean, we could spend all day talking about Obama scandals because, you know, he's just a total piece of shit. Yeah. And President Trump was clearly watching last night, and yes. he ripped into the speech, and he also tweeted, quote, in all caps... He spied on my campaign and got caught, yeah. exclamation point. Yeah. Get so. the right people on it, remember, with Flynn? Get oh, yeah. the right people. Oh, yeah. And I think that's why Susan Rice actually wasn't picked, was because of that liability there. Yeah, and that email um, that she sent to herself. Yeah. That yep. Basically that, that bullet point line by line on what I need to do to clip this administration after Inauguration Day. Mm-hmm. So. Well, yeah, I meant more so just like the overall Oh, the over- scandal, oh yeah, that. But the, the email itself and, and is Benghazi bad. And Benghazi yeah. and how she just lies. Yep. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, and we now have uh, Kamala Harris, who is just so annoying. <laughs> the fact that we're going to have to deal with this shrill, screechy socialist until the election is very is very bad. But she last night basically tried to whitewash, and I don't know if you could use that term anymore because apparently it's racist now, but she tried to whitewash the entire fact that she called Biden essentially a racist she did. and inferred that he was a predator 
mm-hmm. while in the primary. Yeah. Now, you know, no big deal anymore. Everything's yeah. forgiven, apparently. Yeah. And she said that, you know, she knows a predator when she sees one. I'm like, yeah. well, you're running oh, with one. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's very interesting how they're trying to just, you know, the whole segregationist thing. They're yeah. trying to sweep to the side. But let's let's talk about the lies at the DNC because some of these lies are just totally egregious. Yeah. And we have a long list here, but uh, some of the top ones that we picked out: the kids in cages lie. You remember that oh one? Oh my god! You know Michelle Obama brought that one up, and what she failed to mention was that it was her husband who built the cages. Yep. And it was the Obama administration that did these things, and Trump and the AP, even the AP reported that Trump merely used the facilities that were built during the Obama-Biden administration to house illegal children at the border. So, you know, when you don't even have the left-wing media on your side for that one, that's yeah. how you know it's really a, yeah. really a bald-faced lie. Yeah. And um, Katie was there. Our oh, own yeah. Katie, our own Katie Pavlich was at the border during the Obama administration She went saw to the, the fucking cages. So, yeah, she went yeah. to the facility. MC Eva Longoria. Eva Longoria was the MC. Yeah, she was interesting. MC one night, yeah. Uh, as you could tell that I did not watch yeah. this because I was on vacation and didn't want to yeah. watch this trash. Yeah. She repeated the widely debunked claim that seniors use the USPS to receive social security checks. Oh my god. Um interestingly enough, she's not the only Democrat that's repeated this lie. Many have, even though Social Security went to exclusively non-mail distribution during the Obama years. Yeah. Interestingly, how they forget that. Nothing you know, you, happened you in the how, eight years prior. Exactly. Nothing they always, happened. They always try to pretend like nothing happened during yeah. those years and that everything Trump's doing now is all completely yeah. brand new. All unprecedented, et cetera, et cetera. Uh-huh. Bernie Sanders, lying Bernie out there, claiming that Joe Biden will bring the U.S. to 100% clean electricity over the next 15 years. Clearly, clearly a lie, not realistic under any circumstances whatsoever. Not to mention, just a quick aside here, in California right now, it's uh, nearly 100 degrees in most of the state. They're dealing with massive wildfires there. Yeah. And they also are dealing with an electricity shortage. Oh, They don't have enough electricity in the grid to power people's air conditioners. Yeah. And let's not forget... That California is one of the states that went to this green bullshit and is trying to get all fossil fuels. So this is the future that Democrats want for the entire country. They want you, yeah, rolling blackouts, which is what Venezuela had. It's funny, and also California is it by its? It's like it's one of the largest economies in the country. Not to mention economy, and they can't power the grid. Not to mention how resource rich it is. Yeah. They have all the shit. Yeah. They just refuse to drill for it. Yeah. They refuse to mine for what they need to use to produce the electricity for the millions of people in that yeah. state. And now those people are dealing with rolling yeah. blackouts. And talk about putting seniors at risk. I mean, I mean, Democrats just love doing this. I mean, they, they put in the COVID-positive patients with the nursing homes, with the Cuomo and King Murphy edicts that have led to the you know thousands of deaths. And now in California with these rolling blackouts, you know, people, di- people die when it gets mm-hmm. that hot and you turn off the AC. Yep. Yep. So it's, I mean, my God. I know. I know. My it's God. unbelievable. I mean, they can't control the wildfires. I mean, it's just a total mess. Yeah, out yeah there I, I saw that too. They're, apparently, they're like they, they, they're like out of firefighters. They don't have enough. Mm-hmm. It's, it's Did happening. you see their new idea for a wealth tax too? On top of all this? Oh, yeah. Oh, my they God. want to do a wealth tax. And get this, the mm-hmm. best part. And yeah. I heard about this on the radio. They, they want to say that once this wealth tax is passed, if you leave California... You will be taxed for the next 10 years under their tax system 
on your wealth because you supposedly built that wealth while you were in California. That's probably not going to be constitutional. It's not constitutional. It's not constitutional. But Although this, that's something that New Jersey was probably – Yeah. They but it just, New Jersey it. just shows <laughs> the crazy mindset of these people oh, yeah. that you know it wasn't good enough that that money was taxed one time, yeah. maybe even two mm-hmm. times or three times depending on how they got it through capital gains or income or this or that. But now more. They want more. Yeah. They want to take your wealth. Taxation you is theft. This is leave. theft. And yeah, the, you can't leave. You That's can't what leave. they're trying to now, do. Now, at the same time, I will say, if this keeps these wealthy, white, insufferable liberals from leaving the state <laughs> and going to like Texas and whatnot, maybe that's not such a bad well, thing. Well, no. here's the thing. Here's the thing. You have many, many, many large companies that are based in California. Yeah. And if this is what you're going to do, not only is it going to take some of the best people out of the state because they're not going to want to deal with that bullshit. So the innovation – I mean California is a huge part of our economy. It is. And if you cut down on innovation and the talent pool out there for that – that's going to have rippling effects on the U.S. Yeah. economy. I mean, it's just a totally stupid I mean, idea. And that stupid uh, law that 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 goes after contractors. That that's already going to cost them millions of yeah, jobs. Yeah, AB five, and well, that's millions why that's why Uber and Lyft are shutting down in yeah. California now. We'll talk about that more yeah, later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so the next lie an here, Andrew Cuomo, the the great Andrew Cuomo of New York. Everybody can't you know do something nasty to him. I don't even want to say it. Um, So he claimed that he did a great job in the pandemic response in New York, except for the fact that there's almost 35,000 people dead in his state, the highest mortality rate in the country by a very wide margin, and the executive order on nursing homes that he put into place that is directly responsible for over 11,000 deaths of senior citizens in New York. Could be more. It probably is. It more. probably is because more because they're, they're not counting the death. Yeah. They're not counting the, the fatalities. Probably. Well, remember they tried to hide the executive order as if it never yep. even happened. Yep. But the the more disgusting aspect of this, and I was just I was just up in New York on vacation in upstate New York in the one Republican area. It was very nice up there. Yeah. And I was talking about it with the people I was with. Can you believe that this motherfucker has the gall to release a book in October? Oh, yeah. And about he, the pandemic. I believe he announced it during his speech, I think. Yeah, which about was, the pandemic. He's going to release a book. Yeah. And then he has the gall to tweet out just yesterday morning Yep. that, you know, the fight is not over. It's not even halftime yet on COVID. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah, I know. I know. What a jackass. Yeah, I, he, I, mean, I, I mean, what's the book going to be called? How I Killed All the Old People? Basically, that's what I mean, it literally. should be called. I was successful because I killed all the people who could die from it first. Just the the liberal media fawning over Cuomo, who by all metrics and statistics had a failure of a response between him and de Blasio and all the health officials up there. They fucked it up so bad. They waited weeks when they should have been closing shit down. You know, remember, you know, you had Pelosi up in Chinatown saying, come on down. Yeah, it's Um, a party. These people are just out of their minds. Yeah. Totally out of their that's, minds. By the way, folks, that's when Democrats are like, go outside. Mm-hmm. COVID ain't coming here. Coronavirus, right. you know, Trump is – Trump because Trump mentioned it. Therefore, and it's ban- not real. And when he banned China, they said, yep. oh, it's not a problem. Not Don't a problem. worry. The flu is more not dangerous. And oh. in two, three weeks' time, 
Everybody get inside! Yeah, how quickly that changed. Then you have uh, the Adolf Hitler of the North, Gretchen Whitmer. Adolf from, Whitmer. Yeah, yeah, I like that one. <laughs> yeah. Michigan governor claiming Obama and Biden saved the Michigan auto industry and more widely the American auto industry. There's just one problem with that. Mm-hmm. And this is a lie that's been going on for a really long time, actually, but it needs to be debunked. The fact is the $17.6 billion used to bail out the auto industry was actually set aside by the Bush-Cheney administration. Oh. And lead American automotive analyst Aaron Bragman told PolitiFact, who did a fact check on this, the Bush administration is the one that actually acted to save them from an uncontrolled bankruptcy and shutdown. The Obama administration's role was to fix them. So there's the lie. Saved. If you want to talk about saving the auto industry, we're responsible for that. Thank uh, you, George Bush. Yeah, exactly. The greatest living former president. And that was all in one night. Yeah. But there's more, as a great infomercial host would say. Bill Clinton just totally left out the economic facts in his stunningly dishonest speech Basically saying that, you know, the the Obama-Biden recovery was great, except for the fact that it was the worst recovery since World War II. You also have him basically glossing over the fact that the economy was the best thing ever before the China virus came in. And, it was uh, the best black job market ever. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Ever. Just absolutely. in that alone. He also left out uh, another fact that he was pals with Jeffrey Epstein, and a picture came out oh, the yeah. morning of his yeah. speech of him getting a massage from one of Jeffrey Epstein's uh, associates. Yeah. <laughs> I'll call it associate, yeah, associates, but yeah. really basically it was a sex yeah. I mean, the guy was fa- – he, he, was, he was allegedly on Orgy Island with, mm-hmm. with Epstein, so – Yep. Then – Another fact check. <laughs> this is getting tiring. Yeah, I know, yeah. Uh, the deputy, uh, a former deputy and the former acting attorney general, Sally Yates, who was nothing but a resist... Operative. Operative. Yeah, That's a good she, word she for it. She's a yeah. operative. Yeah, yeah, resistance operative. Said she was refiring for, quote, refusing to defend President Trump's shameful and unlawful Muslim travel ban. Uh... Well, a few things here. She apparently forgot that in a 5-4 ruling, the Supreme Court upheld the constitutionality of President Trump's travel ban. Yep. But even more so, it, is it shameful to her that this travel ban has essentially cut off the pipeline of jihadi operatives entering our country through the yeah. immigration system? Yeah. And the fact that we haven't had a major casualty terror attack in quite some time in this country? Yeah. I mean, is that shameful to Sally Yates? What's shameful is Sally Yates' disgusting behavior in relation to the whole Flynn-Pence saga. Yes. And she is ass deep in (laughs) the Russia collusion hoax. That's for sure. Yeah. So that's the real lie there. (laughs) The big lie, if you will. Ass deep. Um, Ass deep. You like that? I like that. Also, you know, uh, the, the countries that Trump included in that executive order on immigration, you know, Obama picked them. I know they were on, they were on Obama's territory. When Obama was tweaking the the visa waiver program in 2015 as a part of an omnibus spending bill, he picked the fucking countries that Trump put on. Not to mention, if you really yeah. wanted to ban Muslims, you wouldn't leave out the most populous oh, yeah. countries. Indonesia. Yep. So, <laughs> yeah. you know how that goes. Yeah. They're just, you know, Somalia, such a shining gem on the mm-hmm. Horn of Africa, among and other countries. Another lie that the Dems have been spouting is that, oh, 
We're not anti-Second Amendment. Oh, my God. We're, we're just pro-common-sense gun control. And that's the usual line that they use there, yeah. the, the common sense, right? Well, the lie is that they're actually the first major party ticket in the history of the country to be pro-gun confiscation. Both of them are in favor of use of executive action to confiscate weapons and firearms, yeah. legally owned firearms, do we have from law-abiding citizens. Do we have to rehash when Kamala Harris on the debate stage said that if nothing is done in the first 100 days of her supposed presidency, she would issue executive orders to basically, like, overrule the Second Amendment? Yeah, well, they say, it's oh, well, it's not a confiscation, it's a mandatory buyback. Well, that's yeah, confiscation. Yeah, and that's actually theft because I want to keep property. my property. I'm not giving you my guns back. Thank you very much. Yeah. Never. I will never give my guns Yeah, back. I'm not so sure it was uh, really smart for the Democrats to really hide. They really, that was a corner piece of their coverage last night. Was well, this, that's was what I heard. I'm like, I'm like, what, like, what are you doing blasting this out on primetime? I didn't see it because I was in the car, yeah. but I well, heard lucky. that there was a huge gun control portion of it. Oh, big. With uh, big. Gabby Giffords, who yeah. is only known for getting shot. I mean, yeah. let's be real here. <laughs> to use the John McCain uh, yeah, heroes yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's only here because yeah. he was captured. Well, she's only famous because she was shot. Yeah. And now she, it's her life mission to take away people's guns. And then, well, you have someone that says, oh, well, if you were shot, you'd be anti-gun too. Not quite. Well, Look at Steve Scalise. Exactly, Steve Scalise. Yeah. Steve Scalise should be dead. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just like, folks, getting hit with a round like that through the hip and what I mean, he I mean, I think he did almost die. Oh yeah, yeah. He most certainly almost died. He came close multiple times yeah. to dying. And but yeah, he is ardently pro gun. So that's you know, a load of bullshit. Yeah. And let's not forget that remember Joe Biden said he was going to pick Beto O'Rourke to be his gun czar, and he said, quote, Hell yeah, we're gonna take away your AR fifteens. Yep. And then, last but not least, I saved this one for last because yeah. I know that you're going to have a lot of opinion oh on this. So do God. I. Uh, John Kasich, who's a, just a real, real piece of shit. Yeah. And you wrote a good post on this. The the headline, take your country first mantra and shove it. Yeah. I'm sure if I could finish your sentence there for you, it'd be <laughs> shove it up your ass. Um, you know, he basically said, quote, I'm a lifelong Republican, but that holds second place to responsibility to the country. Uh, let's not forget that his state, Ohio, went for Trump handedly yes. and probably – it was eight and a half points last time. It will probably be over ten this yeah. time. Yeah. And we're, we're just – I'm just done with his bullshit. Yeah. You're not a Republican. No. If you're speaking at the DNC – You're not a Republican yeah. anymore. Yeah, exactly. And it's very fitting that he did his speech in, a, in, a, in an abandoned field because that's where he is right now. Mm-hmm. Behold him to no party. We've cleaved him from the herd, and now we're going to watch him die in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. And this whole – I mean, Joe the, – the whole the whole speech was just shit. I'm sorry. To, <laughs> how country, ironic – real, real quick first, aside. Yeah, how yeah. ironic is it that he got more time than AOC? Oh, yeah, no. Well, that caused some some serious heartburn with some folks at the DNC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, yeah, it's nothing. No one fucking wanted John Kasich there. The Democrats don't want him there. The Republicans are sick of him. And this whole notion of, you know, country for, uh, country over party. Well, look at what Joe Biden's America is, mm-hmm. given the lawlessness, the leftist violence engulfing the country. I mean, I'm sorry. John, I can't. There are no words. There are no words. Go well, to hell. I have Go a, to hell. I have a word for his type of behavior, and it's it's called uh, being a traitor. It is. He is a traitor. Because Benedict Arnold. right now when, you know, you, you really see people's true colors yeah. when it's wartime. Yeah. Right? You see 
the you know the squishes are like eh, I don't really like the way that Trump tweets or talks. Okay, well the other option is a bunch of fucking communists. Yeah, right. You're gonna turn the country over to communists because you don't like Trump, who has arguably been the most conservative president that we've had in a generation. Yeah, anarchy versus order. I mean, and, I mean it really first of all on a side that really was a loser brigade. They have like Christy Todd Whitman in there. I know. Some no name fucking congresswoman from, yeah. from from New York who I don't even fucking know. And then Meg Whitman, because Meg Whitman was such a great candidate for the gubernatorial yeah. race in California in twenty ten. Are you fucking kidding me? Like it really was like the who? Mm-hmm. Meg Whitman has has been out of politics for what, ten years? Oh yeah. So like who what the fuck? No, it's it's totally absurd. Yeah. It, it, the, the turncoats here, yeah. they just expose their true colors for being really Democrats the whole time, yeah. right? Because at the end of the day, what's a, quote, moderate conservative? Yeah. That basically means you're a liberal conservative. Yeah. And I, I use the word conservative lightly, yeah. but— They're this day's Rockefellers. And, you know, John Kasich didn't have to do this. Like, he just could have retired into the—you know, vanished into the wilderness. Mm-hmm. You know? He, he, he's done his part. Served two terms as governor of, of Ohio. he gone away. But now, apparently, to break the tribalism, as he says, mm-hmm. we need to vote for the people who want to destroy us. The people who want to kill us. Yeah, I'm sorry, John. That's just dumb fuckery mm-hmm. to the nth degree. Yep. So— in uh, the good news department in the election news, yeah. we have the RNC absolutely demolishing the DNC in fundraising yet again. In July, uh, the RNC and the Trump campaign, along with its affiliated groups, brought in a combined $169.3 million, beating the DNC and Biden's campaign by nearly $30 million, which is really impressive. Whoa. Um, so the DNC has been really great. For the Republicans. <laughs> well, this is July. Oh, sorry, July. Sorry. But I did hear yeah. separately With those polling that numbers. You saw the polling numbers. You see right? the polling numbers yeah. that it, Trump got a huge bump overnight in approval. So the last three days really hasn't been great for the DNC. Yeah. And also, apparently, the fundraising numbers have been pretty solid, too. Awesome. Um, and we have the RNC coming up next week, obviously. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see what so happens exciting. there. But the most interesting aspect of this and... I forget who we were talking to that brought this up. The RNC's ground game is at its best point that I think I might have ever seen it in my in my political life. Yeah. Because 2008 was a disaster. Yeah, right? it was not good. 2010 midterms, pretty solid, right? Yeah. 2012, we all remember uh, Project Orca. Project was terrible. Thanks to targeted victory. Terrible. They really did a great job Horrible with that. Horrible ground yeah. game. Uh, what does worry me is that the NRSC... And the NRCC, the two campaign arms for the Senate and Congress, are running a ton of their money through Target, which I think is not a great idea. Yeah. But I'll reserve some of my opinions on that. Yeah. But the ground game that we've developed now, starting in 2016 and now in 2020, we took what Obama had yeah. and made it way better. Yeah. And – the numbers – I mean we have almost I think 2,000 paid field operatives, a million volunteers yeah. across the country. I think we're getting a, a million doors knocked on a week. Close to Is it. Is that close to it? Yeah. So I mean that's – I mean the and, – and they were adamant about this in, in 16 folks. You know how usually with national campaigns, they, they come in and then they leave, mm-hmm. right, after the election's over. The RNC stayed. Mm-hmm. They stuck around in the areas that were critical. To keep a pulse on the electorate. So, uh, yeah, this is this is really good. I really think really that good. that's going to – between that and the enthusiasm gap, yeah. I think that's what's really truly going to decide this election. Yeah. And 
I have to feel good about it at this point. I mean, you know, for the weekly uh, update on my emotional mood about this election, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel pretty good about it. Yeah. I really do. We um, have the leftist violence ongoing. We have the law and order side. We have the economy that's coming back. I mm-hmm. think people forget that we've had, what, this is three, four months of solid jobs growth. We are mm-hmm. on a V-shaped recovery. Joe Biden is bound to fuck up in the debates or say something stupid tonight. Trump, it's going to be interesting to see Trump what happens tonight. Trump has a lot of wind to his back yeah. and a lot to work with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's like – I think people know that COVID and the outbreak were, was not his fault. Yeah, well, you know – I'm trying to say it's, it's not his fault. 70 percent blame China, yeah. which interestingly enough, yeah. the RNC and the GOP released their first – China ad this morning. Oh, nice. I saw that come out. And the Democrats were like, oh, the millions of jobs lost. That wasn't because of Wall Street. It was, first of all, it just shows you how many jobs Trump created over the past three years. Right. So, whatever. Take that what you will. But I I think that um, he's, when he gets going, I think it's going to be quite, quite impressive. So... Yeah, He's been holding back. You can tell, I mean, but you can tell the man is ready to fight and it's going to be... It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. And interestingly enough, if you head on over to uh, Donald Trump's Twitter feed, there's a bunch of videos from, I guess Fox was out at Long Branch, New Jersey, our uh, old stomping oh, grounds up in New Jersey, really? which is actually one of the more Republican parts of the state yeah. in Ocean County. Yeah. Um, but they have videos of people who I guess were you know eating breakfast, and they're just going off about how the Democrats are so out of touch. Yeah. And... There's another video of uh, of a steel worker saying from Pennsylvania in steel country saying, "Oh, the Democrats have totally lost touch with the working people." Yeah. Um, and and it's very interesting how I've talked to plenty of people who before were pretty moderate voters. You know, they swung back and forth. The swing yeah. voter, yeah, yeah, the swing yeah. voter does exist, right? We live in hyperpartisan times where most people have a side, but there are. There still is a significant number of independents in this country. And I really – the anecdotal evidence is there to me that people are fed up with this shit out of the left and that even if they don't love Trump, they're going to cast that vote as a protest to what the left is representing in this country. Yeah. But I do want to play – I do want to play this China ad. So let's let's take a listen to this. I think it will translate well over audio. And this was the first China ad, the first major China ad that they've released – and it's called, With Joe Biden, China is in charge. Let's take a listen. Nice. After the steel mills fell, it just all crumbled. I'm third generation. I've worked at steel mill for a year and a half. And now the steel mill ain't even there. This is just the way of the world. China is an economic rival to the United States. It does export, it does manufacture, and yes, it takes American jobs. We want to see China rise. China is going to eat our lunch. Come on, man. I mean, I, you know, they're not bad folks, folks. I believe then, and I'm even more convinced now, that a rising China is an incredibly positive development. China has made remarkable, remarkable strides. ABC News investigation this morning into Joe Biden's son, Hunter, and questions about money he made from foreign business dealings while his father was vice president. And did Joe Biden allow it? We're talking about millions of dollars in at least two countries. Did you talk about China no. or your deal with China? No. A 12-hour flight over? No, no, of course not. That never came? No. Less than two weeks after that trip, BHR Partners was launched, a private equity firm funded in part by Chinese banks. He has come forward and said it was a mistake on his part to be on the board. 
my son's business dealings were not anything with everybody that he's talking about. What's your understanding of what your son was doing for an extraordinary amount of money? I don't know what he was doing. I know he was on the board. Hunter Biden holds an equity stake in a company that's taken over a billion and a half dollars in loans from the Chinese government. This is obviously an issue. What they said is China would prefer Joe Biden. China and Iran. China and Iran. China and Iran want to see Donald Trump's defeat. And they're looking for ways to make that happen. China's a great nation, and we should hope for the continued expansion. Growth in China is overwhelmingly in our interest. And there's much more to come. And now the steel mill ain't even there. That's a great ad. It's a good one, yeah. That's great. And also uh, the whole po- – they're, they're not bad folks, folks. Oh, yeah. Um, they're only like leading a high a, a, a high tech genocide against the uh, Uyghurs. The Uyghurs, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, keep, yeah. I, keep, I keep saying Uyghurs. Yeah, the <laughs> Uyghurs. A, the Uyghurs. I mean it's a high tech holocaust there from what they have uh, – from what reports I've read. Yes. Um, they have millions in concentration camps. They're harvesting their organs. Mm-hmm. Um, so – you know what? On top of that, with their complete incompetence with letting COVID get out, you know, get out of the bag here. Oh yeah, well there's Screw there's a lot of questions to be had about Joe Biden's relationship with China and his yeah. son especially his relationship. You know, he when he gets asked, "What was he doing for all that money?" Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I believe that. Um, <laughs> let's talk about some crazy conspiracy theories here because the Democrats have been on this kick for the last week now about the United States Postal Service, the USPS, they have all kinds of conspiracy theories about this, that, you know, Trump is doing things to rig the election and blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, I find it very interesting that they they bash on the QAnon conspiracy theory, right? Not that we're Q people by any means, but... But they love our country. (laughs) That answer was pretty funny. (laughs) But... You know, they love to talk about conspiracy theories about, you know, the Republican conspiracy theories. Well, they have this, and then they also have the Russia collusion hoax. Exactly. Which is the biggest conspiracy theory of them all. And, you know, the left-wing mob went and targeted the postmaster general's home. Yeah, I know. I mean, what a... Nobody is sending mail as often, folks. This has been reported for over a decade. They don't need as many mailboxes. Yeah. They don't need – I mean this is – and and not to mention the U.S. Postal Service has always been a financial fuck-up for years. Yeah. Even, under, even Obama admitted that the U.S. Postal Service is, is, is fucking trash. Uh-huh. So listen. Here's my view on this uh, regarding conspiracy theories, man. They're no longer disqualifying factors anymore. Mm-hmm. When you have yes, birtherism, QAnon, nuts. But when you have that's not good. But the U.S. Postal Service is being destroyed because Trump wants to, you know, steal the election, break the election. Yeah, yeah, you know what? In that, when if that's accepted, in the other, I'm sorry, nothing. All conspiracy theories are now just there. They're just not disqualifying anymore. Well, and here's the thing. So this is all apparently centered on having to do with a funding dispute. Oh my god. Which. The post sir, the postal office needs like uh, ten billion or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trump offered it. He said, "Okay, you want the ten billion? That's fine, but it has to be part of a larger coronavirus stimulus package that the Democrats still refuse to negotiate on." Yeah, that's why he had to use executive orders, folks. So that's the deal. Yeah. That's the deal. Yeah. If they don't want to come to the table and negotiate a large package. Of PPP, direct stimulus payments, unemployment extension, the whole deal. Yeah. No money for the post office. Yeah. 
Fuck it. Yeah. That's fine. That's Why are Democrats trying to destroy the Postal Service? Yeah, exactly. Why exactly. are Democrats trying to destroy the Postal Service? What, what are they trying to do? Not Terrible. to mention that the Postal Service is one of the most, like, totally unreliable I know. package shipping service. Yeah. Whenever I get anything that's coming from the USPS and I get a tracking number for them, I'm like, oh, fucking great. You're still waiting for your, uh, your, your, your cleaner. The fucking windshield cleaner. Oh, yeah. Well, that's sorry, yeah. not, not sorry. I know, I know you're pissed about that. Sorry, not yeah, that yeah. But yeah, they, they fucked that up. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, they fucked up windshield cleaner, folks. Do you expect them to uh, get all these millions of ballots? No, I know. By the way, King Murphy, by the way, decided that New Jersey is going to do all mail-in, by the way. Did you see that? I know. I'm sure that's going to be fun. Yeah, my, 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 my dad was talking, my dad, an original listener of, of this great podcast, was telling me about that a couple minutes ago. He's like, what the fuck? But it's still, <laughs> they'll still have the opportunity to vote in person if they want to, right? Or is it only mail-in? I, I don't know. Neil well, Cavuto was asked, was saying, you know, what what's going to happen if I go to the polling place? I think that's a constitutional violation, yeah. but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, here's the here's the deal, folks. To use a line from fucking Joe Biden, here's yeah. the deal. Yeah. If <laughs> here's the deal. if you want to make sure that your vote counts, then fucking vote in yeah. person. Yeah. Because you cannot rely on the mail. No. We've seen time after time experiments done where they're losing three, four, five percent of these ballots. Yeah. Which in this election, with mail-in ballots that could number as high as a hundred million or more. Oh, that's, oh, that's that, that. That's enough to sway the election. That's the election. Not to mention that the postal service union endorsed Biden. These are the people yeah. that are going to be handling all the ballots. Uh-huh. They're going to be they're going to be burning ballots in the back of these dumpsters. You have rumors of of uh, election Sorry, departments color coding. Color coding ballots, yeah. which could be tied to partisan affiliation, which is a yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah. And also, I have no problem with absentee voting. That's one form of mail in voting, right? Yeah. The problem is with universal mail in voting. It's yeah. two very separate things. Yeah. The media, the left wing media, talks about it like it's one in the same. No, it's not. They're two totally different. Very different. Totally absentee different. voting, you have to put in an application. Yes. You put in an application. They send you a ballot. Yeah. And you're either expecting the ballot or you're going to decide not to send it back. Yep. Right? Yeah. With mail-in, it's, it's, it's just – it's, I believe, ballots sent to like everybody. All registered yeah. voters. The voting they could be rolls, dead. They could the be voting dead. rolls are filled with dead people, yeah. people who moved out of state. Yeah. Right? And if you have these tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of ballots coming through the USPS, there's going to be a problem. There's going to be fraud. Also, what's to stop someone like us, yeah. right, from going to some apartment complex here in Northern Virginia? And these these are all federal crimes, mind you. Yeah. But so is a voter fraud. Yeah. Busting open the mailboxes, taking out the ballots. Yeah. Filling them out, signing them, and sending them back. They're not going to have the time to do no. signature matching no, on these ballots. No. It is ripe for fraud, yep. and we need to fight against it. I think it's up to ten or eleven states now that have pushed. This involuntary universal mail-in balloting on their people. Yeah. And can't we, happen. You gotta vote in person. States that say they're not gonna be able to count them in time. You, you're the solution is to vote. Yeah. Most states have early voting. Yes. I can tell you that that's what I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. Once early voting opens here in mid-October, I'm gonna go right down to the government center down the street. And if there's a line, I'll wait in line. But it's going to be less crowded than it would be on election day. So if coronavirus is a concern, that's what you do, yes. right? You still have to go to the grocery store, folks, so you can go vote. Yeah. Even Dr. Anthony Fauci 
said that it's safe to vote in person. Yeah. So uh, funny how that got suffocated uh-huh. by liberal media, uh-huh. right? You have first of all, and and there are only about I think maybe four states that have exper- long experience with mail in only ba- uh, voting. Yes. Yep. Washington is is one. Washington has done it for years, and even then it takes maybe thirty six to forty eight hours, but they count all the ballots. New Jersey, for example, has no experience with this. Uh-huh. It is going to be a nightmare. And yeah, I'm sorry. And and, and, and and that's a constitutional question, honestly, if they can't get this done in a proper manner. That was the basis for Bush v. Gore? Oh, well. Was it fair to subject the, the presidential candidates to all this legal, you know, I think, what, chicanery? Is mm-hmm. that a word? Yeah. And, and, and have, you know, denying, the, you know, the American people the, 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 the winner. This could take, it could take months. Well, you We're going to really dangle us to Up it, in New Jersey, they did a bunch of mail-in votes for the primary, and oh, it took them a month to I figure know. out who won. Yeah. In New York... We still don't have winners. Yeah. We still... That was five weeks ago. Yeah. So with a with an election, with let's just say it's 100 million votes, it's going to definitely blow past the inauguration day deadline. Yeah. I can tell you that right now, for a fact. Can't have that. That's when the Supreme Court would step in and say, okay, we just this yeah. is it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what would I, happen. Can you imagine that presser? Mm-hmm. I have just won a tremendous victory. Yeah. <laughs> the victory of all they victories. They halted the election because the Democrats are trying to take it from me. So mm-hmm. thank you. <laughs> well, I do, really, I do really think, you know, unless it's a massive landslide victory, which, you it's, know, it's, that's not really – I don't think it's in the cards. I mean I think that Trump could win or exceed his electoral vote total from last time. Yeah. I still think there's going to be so many outstanding ballots that it's going to make yeah. it nearly impossible to call. And there's going to be some close states. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to have – you can't call it on election night. Nope. You're going to go into the days afterwards. They're going to be counting, right? Then they're going to find truckloads full of ballots. You're yeah. going to have legal challenges. Yep. You're going to have recounts. You know, this is going to make 2000 yeah. look like child's play. And you're going to have both sides. You're going to have our side, our activists uh, out there out there in the streets. And you're mm-hmm. going to have Antifa and all these people harassing those counting the ballots. Mm-hmm. Throughout this whole process. Well, there's certainly going to be... There's going to be leftist violence regarding, yeah. with, 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 regarding to vote counting. There's definitely going to be a lot of interference and violence and I potential think bloodshed. I regardless think. of what happens, I think there will be leftist violence because you have either the, the result that's in doubt, yep. whereas they're expecting it's going to be a Biden landslide victory yep. on the night yeah, of. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Or but, uh, Trump wins. Oh. And that oh. will, I, I think... That will again make this recent rioting look like child's play. Well, we're, we're, if that, if yeah, if if the latter happens, we're gonna need the we're gonna need the military out in the street. Probably we're gonna we're yeah, gonna need the probably. insurrection act. And you know what? Listen, if you if if that's the 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 path that the left wants to take, then fine. But people are sick. We're gonna crush you. People are sick of the unrest and violence. People are sick of not being able to walk down their street in major yeah. American cities and feel safe. People are are sick of the increase in murder, yeah. of robberies, of rape. You have. You know, countless beats beatdowns yeah. happening. Yeah. We didn't even talk about where was, oh, was it in Portland? Portland? It was in Portland, yeah. This poor guy, they caused him to crash his vehicle, and then dragged him out of the car and, they, and beat the yeah. shit out of him. Yeah, it I, reminds me of. I guess uh, we're okay now. Uh, the, the L.A. riots. What, Reginald Denny was the name, yeah. guy's name, right? Yeah. The truck driver. Yeah, the truck driver going through. The yeah, poor truck the, driver. Yeah. They pulled him out and beat him to within inches of his life. Yeah. The same thing happened here, and not a peep. Out of the left wing media. Oh, Reginald would have died. 
if yeah. they didn't get him to safety. Yeah. I mean, that, that's how badly beat. I think they've. I think I believe someone dropped a toilet seat on him. Mm-hmm. A full blown. <laughs> this well, this yeah, guy. Uh, this guy was yeah. bleeding badly on the yeah. street. And you did it, you know, to their credit, there were a few Black Lives Matter protesters there who said, guys, this is not the way. Yeah. And I give them credit. Yeah. But the overarching movement that they're associated with here yeah. is one of Marxist leftist yeah. violence. Yeah. And Oh yeah, absolutely. There were some sensible voices, but it needs they were to be obviously put down. not the majority in that. That crowd was ready to kill them. It man. needs to be put down, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And you absolutely. can't you can't be afraid to drive through a city. Yeah. And I they mean, should have been blocking the roads to begin with. That's what happens. Also, I mean, hey, isn't it funny how, member, if the federal agents just went away, Storm, the peace would uh, reign over the uh-huh, city? Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure everyone called bullshit on that. And um, here we are. Mm-hmm. There's an ad of a 911 call. Oh, and the operator's saying, yeah, good luck. <laughs> Basically, this mom is surrounded by Black Lives Matter protesters in her car. Uh-huh. And the police tell her we can't do anything. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, that's just so scary. This oh poor woman, God. this poor woman has her daughter in the car, surrounded by protesters, blocking the streets, climbing on her car, and police say we can't do anything because the local Democrat leaders say you can't, you can't do anything. Yeah. Well, we need more of that. That's yeah. what we need more of. Yes. Because these Democrat attorney generals, and especially here in Virginia, 
Mark Herring, yeah. Mr. Blackface himself, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, because everyone talks about the Coon Man, Ralph Northam's yeah. Blackface. Yeah. Let's not forget Attorney General Mark Herring did the same thing. Blackface. And our, and our LG is an alleged rapist. Alleged, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it's just unbelievable. To me, this is, it's really, truly a fight for our country to survive. Yeah. You know, I, I was talking yeah. to some people. It, it's really scary to people what... America could become if we lose this election to the left. Yeah. I mean, because I think if we lose the presidency, I think we lose the Senate. So they'll have full control. Yeah. There's no stopping them at that point. And it'll be everything and anything under the sun. One last note from the DNC. A panelist admitted the Green New Deal is about destroying capitalism. Oh. Let's take a listen to this clip. This future that we all want, that we're all trying to build, um, really is about the destruction of colonization, white supremacy, and capitalism. We must, uh, we must really move away from these uh, systems and these frameworks if we really want to live in a future that does have a regenerative economy and um, does enable liberation and equity for our communities. Um, this is definitely something that we all want to push forward. How ironic, yeah. right? Well, after I mean, all of yeah. after all of this time where we've said, really, this is just one big socialist yeah. ploy, utopia. Yeah, they say no, 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 no. It's about the environment. Yeah. Well, that's what Here that. Yeah, exactly, and that's what that. It's always been this environmental movement and global warming movement has always been a backdoor to to Marxism. So it doesn't really shock me. Yeah, no, I yeah. mean we knew it, but yeah. to hear them admit it, it's always oh, it always yeah. brings it's, me it's joy. It's so refreshing, I know. It, it brings me joy to hear them admit the things that they're supposed to yeah. just keep behind closed doors. I know. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. <laughs> just it's like it's like in a Wolf of Wall Street. Why why do you hold it in? Yeah. Why why why, why do you hold it? Just let it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and Representative Elise Stefanik, who is tremendous, tremendous, yeah. uh, ripped Nancy Pelosi for, quote, walking away from the American people because apparently it's important enough for the Postal Service conspiracy to call the lawmakers back for an emergency session, but not to call them back to compromise on a relief package uh, because she's playing political games. And... On Fox and Friends, Stefanik said, quote, Nancy Pelosi has politicized her entire time as Speaker of the House. The unifying belief of all Democrats is their hatred of President Trump. She continues to walk away not just from negotiations, but from the American people. We see her politicizing as she calls us back from our districts where we're all working hard, helping our communities through COVID. Two quick things here. Uh, Elise Stefanik is a great warrior mm -hmm. and also i was actually in her district on vacation yeah. saw quite a few elise signs so right. i think she's looking to be in good shape up there and it was interesting that you know everyone thinks of new york as just liberal right mm -hmm. but the area that i was in was surprisingly conservative yeah i saw a lot of blue lives matter stuff a lot of police flags a lot of american flags and also a lot of trump flags so, you know, I think that there really is this silent majority that's growing by the day out there. You know, the shy Trump voters, or uh, as one of my friends I was with called them, the sleepers. The sleepers? The sleepers will oh, yeah. come out on November 3rd. Sleepers. And that's what we really have to do. Let's see. We'll talk about the Biden speech right before we wrap up the show. But real quickly, yeah. uh, wanted to give uh, condolences on President Trump's younger brother, Robert, passing yeah. away. He uh, passed away last week. We don't know of what quite, but two things on this. Did you see Washington Post's obituary? 
Uh, no, but I'm sure it was trash. Yeah, so they trashed him in the headline. Let's not forget that the Washington Post also uh, eulogized uh, al-Baghdadi when he died. Yeah, the austere religious scholar, al-Baghdadi. Yeah, so they have nicer things to say about a terrorist and the president's own brother. But even more disgusting was the trend on Twitter. Yeah, The trend was wrong Trump. Yeah. And I clicked into it because I was curious what this was in reference to. Yeah. It was the deranged leftists talking about how they wish that uh, instead of Robert Trump dying, that President Trump had died. Yeah, no. Yeah. I that, mean— That's where we're at. That's where we're at right now. Totally disgusting. I mean, come on. Uh, so, exactly. Here's, here's the 30,000-foot the view. They want you dead. They want you enslaved. So buy guns and buy ammo because they've never been more honest about what they think of conservatives. Yeah. They want us dead. Or America in general. Just America, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Very true. You know, uh, I mean, we could go on all day about this, but yeah. Linda Sarsour was out there being oh, like, yeah. oh, the DNC is too pro-America. I'm like, what do you mean pro-America? Yeah, they fucking bash America all yeah. night long. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Um, and but also, demo- how, I mean, it, it, just in, as an, like, in general, how dare... <laughs> How dare you be pro-America? Oh, I know. I know. Uh, and up in New York, the Democrats wanted to stop the tribute in light for 9-11, which is the two beams of yeah. light that they send up into the sky yeah. where the towers used to be. Uh, the liberals didn't want that to happen. De Blasio gave no support. But due to the outrageous decision that they made, public pressure grew from the NYPD, the New York Fire Department, uh, the families of those who have perished. Um, And even some of us in the conservative media, you know, Ellie wrote a great story on that on Town Hall that even forced the uh, 9-11 committee to respond. And then that kind of started the ball rolling to uh, get this reinstated. So their excuse was total bullshit. They said they don't want to subject the construction crew to COVID conditions. Well, oh my God. you know, there wasn't COVID conditions when they were painting that fucking Marxist slogan on the street in front of Trump Tower, was there? Yeah. But, you know, here we are. The Ninth Circuit, we, t- we talked about this, the Ninth Circuit declared the California ban on ex- uh, extended gun magazines unconstitutional. They invalidated a California ban on so-called large capacity magazines that hold more than 10 rounds. I would consider that to be a small capacity magazine because 10 rounds is not nearly enough. But what do you do you think that this is going to, you know, uh, seep through and and become a Supreme Court case that may be the law of the land? Do you think California is going to appeal it or they're going to give up and say, "Well, we don't want this to become a national issue, so we're just going to leave it here." I think if they're smart, they would not appeal it because the mm-hmm. the, the Ninth Circuit has completely flipped. Trump has flipped multiple cir- uh, circuits of, of appeal here mm-hmm. on the federal bench. I mean, he had in June he had two hundredth appoint. Uh, he had his two hundredth appointment. Not to be the wet blanket here, but given how the Supreme Court has, or any appeals court has handled gun cases, let's not get our hopes up. Let's have a very muted response to this. Well, yeah. Because after D.C. v. Heller, after Chicago, uh, McDonald v. Chicago, the issue regarding ownership and, and, and the constitutionality of gun ownership for personal defense unrelated to a militia has been settled. Because that major issue has been settled, the court really hasn't been really, you know, gung-ho about, you know— about clarifying aspects of carry rights. Um, and, and well, that's why we got to get. It's been really depressing, actually. That's why bit. we have to win the election. Yeah. Because then, 
we will pick up a liberal seat yeah. and have the votes needed to take yeah. up all these oh, bills. Yeah, by the way, yeah, just for uh, just takes four votes for the court to hear a case. So mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. we need to have Yeah, I, I think we'll get yeah, that. I agree. And but yeah, the this is the real life results of the conservative judiciary record of President Trump right yeah. here. I mean Yeah. I mean the Ninth what Circuit. What more could we yeah, have asked the for? The Ninth right? Circuit is no longer Castro esque. I mean, this is fantastic. Yep, yep. All right, so let's preview Biden's speech real, real quick. Oh, uh, you know, we have Obama laying platitudes of how great Biden is last night yeah, on during his speech, yeah, yeah. which uh, actually, you know, two faced is very two faced because two-faced. the once Joe Biden or w- once President Obama had said about Joe Biden, quote, "Don't underestimate Joe's ability to fuck things up." And let's see what happens tonight. You know, yeah, he's gonna be. Uh, I mean, how long is he going to speak for? I because don't know. he can't really speak coherently for no. more than twenty minutes, let's right? Hope, let's yeah, for for yeah, he 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 can't. He's going to position himself as the sensible guy, the guy who is going to be the president for everybody. Who's going to try to position himself as a moderate? But if you look at his platform, it's like eighty five percent of what Bernie mm-hmm. Sanders was campaigning on. The only big difference is uh, health care. Yeah, and he's going to attack Trump as a bully probably, someone who's perverting America, et cetera, et cetera. Nothing that we haven't heard in the past three years. Mm-hmm. And let's – I think if you're a Democrat in, or specifically a Democratic operative on this in this operation, you just got to pray to God that he knows where he is. Well, uh, they, they – He might they, forget. He ha- he looks absolutely – I mean you, you were on vacation, dude. He was talking with these hologram people. Yeah. He looked like he didn't know where the well, hell he was. I saw one where they panned the camera to him. After they had nominated him formally, and he looked like he was lost. Yeah. He looked like he was looking for his cup of applesauce to go to bed. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, what? They're going to put this guy in as president? Yeah. It is elder abuse. Let's not forget that uh, further on this, Obama reportedly said before Joe Biden announced he was going to run for president— you know, he Obama may be all smiles in front of the camera here, but behind the scenes, the former president has been rather brutal regarding yeah. Joe Biden. Yeah. And he reportedly said to Joe Biden, quote, you don't have to do this, Joe. You really don't. Yeah. And then afterwards, when Joe tossed his hat in the ring, he Obama reportedly made overtures to the Biden camp to not to basically make sure Joe Biden doesn't embarrass himself and thereby tarnishing my legacy. Yep. So. Obama has seen for quite some time that Joe doesn't have the goods to win a national election. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That's not unfounded. Joe has run twice and he's lost twice. Joe didn't even make it out of the Iowa caucuses, I think, the last time he ran. Mm-hmm. So And the the DNC's like nice guy image of Biden is bullshit. Yeah. And there's proof. You know, they they try to make him out to be good old Uncle Joe. You know, when he had to actually have events, let's not forget how bad his temper was with real voters and members of the press. As you may remember, he didn't really do too well. Some examples, quote, you're a damn liar. Look fat. Yeah. Remember that one? Yeah. You're a lion dog-faced pony soldier. Yeah. You told that to some woman. Remember when Joe was asked a tough question, he got in the reporter's face. Yeah. Yelling, why, 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 why? Yeah, yeah. And when yeah. he told the Detroit auto worker, he was full of shit because he asked about the Second Amendment. Yeah. You know, God forbid a voter ask about a constitutional right. Yeah. You know. And last but not least, our Biden gaffe of the day. Yep. After Jill Biden gave her speech, the former vice president joined her. Let's take a listen to this gaffe. Well, great job. <laughs> God, I love you. How are you? <laughs> hey, everyone. I'm Jill Biden's husband. <clears throat> 
As you heard tonight, <clears throat> excuse me, you can see why she's the love of my life, the rock of our family. She never gives herself much credit. But the truth is, <laughs> she's the strongest person I know. She's a backbone like a ramrod. She loves fiercely, cares deeply. The guy is just like, oh, oh my shot. God. He's As just, Trump, Trump says, he's yeah, shot. He's shot. He's I, shot. And that's a good line to go with because yeah. I think that's really the truth here. Absolutely shot. Um, so that about does it for today's show. Of course, we do need your help in supporting President Trump's campaign. And the Trump campaign has a special offer just for you. President Trump really wants to give you a signed 2020 Make America Great Again hat. He wants to make sure the lucky winner is one of his top supporters, so be sure to enter soon because this is an opportunity you don't want to miss. This offer is only going to a select group of supporters, and you're one of them. All you have to do is text TRIGGERED to 88022 today for your chance to win a signed 2020 Make America Great Again hat and own a piece of history. Again, that's TRIGGERED, T-R-I-G-G-E-R-E-D to 88022 to enter to win this contest and join President Trump in the fight to keep America great for four more years. This message was paid for by Donald J. Trump for President Incorporated. Uh, tomorrow we will have a very special Friday episode of Triggered to talk all about sleepy, creepy Joe's DNC speech. I'm sure we'll have clips galore on that one. Uh, and we will be joined for a special interview by RNC co-chairman, Tommy Hicks, and of course, the new Town Hall Media podcast that we just launched, War for the White House, has episode three dropping tomorrow afternoon. The first episode was hosted by me, Katie Pavlich, and Ed Morrissey. The second was hosted by Matt, Cam Edwards, and Brian Preston from PJ Media. So be sure to tune in. Of course, it's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and of course, townhall.com. So we will be back here for tomorrow, another episode of Triggered, and it's sure to be a very interesting speech tonight by uh, Sleepy Dementia Joe Biden. Yeah, see you then. Looking forward to it. We'll see you tomorrow.